Good evening, everybody. I hope you are doing okay. We are coming off of Hurricane Ida just a few days ago, and we got a lot of damage in the area. A lot of a lot of power is out. I know many of you watching this may still be without power, but uh, Lord willing, maybe the power will be back on soon. But in the meantime, if it's not, if there's something you need that I can help you with, don't hesitate to call. I'll bring you anything I can or do whatever I can for you, but hopefully the power will be back on soon. Uh, we are going to get back to services Sunday, Lord willing. We had shut down for a couple of weeks. We had a few in the church that had COVID. Everybody's doing well. Uh, and so, Lord willing, September the 5th, we're going to start back our Sunday services uh, as usual. So get the word out. If you feel comfortable coming, come on. If you want to be cautious, I understand you do what you feel like you need to do. Uh, but Lord willing, we'll be back together uh, soon and, and uh, be able to meet and, and worship the Lord and sing praises to him and get into his word. And that's what we're going to do tonight for just a minute, just a, a short little psalm tonight. Psalm 61. Psalm 61. This is a good psalm, and I, I feel like I've probably preached this before because usually uh, on my tablet I kind of highlight verse by verse, section by section as I'm studying and preparing to preach. And all of these are highlighted, and man, this psalm seems very fresh and familiar, like it hadn't been long that we've gone through it, but I can't find it anywhere. If I've preached it, I didn't save it. Uh, last week we looked at Psalm 60. Uh, we're just going to go in order, and we're going to look at Psalm 61 again. So this may be one we've looked at recently that I just misplaced and didn't save, but even if it is, we're going to look at it again. It's a good psalm, and uh, it's a, it'll be good for us to look at and consider what David's saying. So let's pray, and then we will jump in. Father God, we come to you, and I thank you for your words, and I pray that these words of yours would be good for each one that's going to hear them tonight and today or whenever they listen. I pray that you just help them to be good to us, dear Lord. Help us to learn from them, to learn from David, to learn from your word, and let these words be a help to us in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Psalm 61. The superscription before the psalm reads, For the choir director on stringed instruments, Davidic. Verse 1. God, hear my cry. Pay attention to my prayer. I call to you from the ends of the earth when my heart is without strength. Lead me to a rock that is high above me, for you have been a refuge for me, a strong tower in the face of the enemy. I will live in your tent forever and take refuge under the shelter of your wings. Selah. God, you have heard my vows. You have given a heritage to those who fear your name. Add days to the king's life. May his years span many generations. May he sit enthroned before God forever. Appoint faithful love and truth to guard him. Then I will continually sing of your name, fulfilling my vows day by day. Now, when we read these Psalms of David, they are quite beautiful in my opinion. This is David pouring his heart out. David is pretty transparent. He's pretty honest. He's just saying what he feels. And we can learn from David in that sense. Hopefully we pray and we pray regularly, but it is easy for us to get into the, the, the trap of repetition. Now, even if we say the same thing repeatedly, that doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. If, if it's coming from our heart, even if the same words are uttered, that's okay. 
But we have to be careful that we don't fall into that trap of repetition as to where we're just saying words. Uh, a few weeks ago, we looked at the Lord's Prayer, and we talked about that. That is the best prayer we can pray. That is the prayer Jesus tells us to pray. And so if we want to learn how to pray, we need to start with the Lord's Prayer. But if we want to continue our study and, and understanding to learn how to pray, well, I think the next best place for us to look are the writings of David, are, are, are these psalms, many of these psalms, as David is going through difficulties and hardships and sin and enemies that are coming against him. And in many of the psalms we see, David is pouring his heart out to the Lord. And I like these psalms, and, and hopefully you will too if you read them, because we understand what David is saying. We can relate to David and what he is going through in some way. And he says here at the very beginning of this psalm, God, hear my cry. Now, how many times have our prayers started out in that same way? Maybe not the same words. We may have not spoken those exact words, but how many times has that been our heart, our heart's cry when we go before the Lord? God, I'm calling out to you. I'm crying out to you. God, hear my cry. Sometimes that's how we need to pray. Sometimes that's what we need to do. We, we don't need to go and use big words or, or pretend like we're strong and mighty and doing okay. Perhaps we just need to be honest and just open ourselves up with God and say, God, I am struggling mightily. God, I'm crying out to you. So please, God, just hear my cry and pay attention to me. That's what we want, right? We want God to pay attention to us because that's where our hope comes from. If if we don't feel like God is listening to us or God hears us, then we'll feel hopeless. So we need to be reminded, one, that we need to cry out to God, and two, when we do cry out to God, he hears our cries. He hears our prayers. And in verse 2, he says, I call to you from the ends of the earth when my heart is without strength. David feels like he is far away at the ends of the earth. He's He's, he's calling out to God and reaching out to God from this far place where he is. Whatever he's going through, we don't know what he was going through, but he feels separated. He feels far away, maybe from others and far away from God at the ends of the earth. He is without strength. Can you relate to that? Chances are you probably can. You've probably felt that way before, that you were at the ends of the earth, that that, that you are far away from God, perhaps, that you are far away from other people. And we can get those feelings even when others are, are around. It's possible to feel lonely even when there are people all around you. When our heart is suffering with sorrow, with pain, with sin, whatever it may be, sometimes we can feel distant from God or distant from other people or in the midst of our sorrows or our pains or our sins we feel that nobody understands. We are struggling. I need help, God. And that's when we cry out to God, God, I cry out to you. I don't know what else to do. God, are you there? Are you listening? God, I don't feel like anybody understands. God, I don't know if you understand, but God, help me. And we may have those thoughts or we may say those words or similar words, but we need to know that God does hear our cries that God is near us when we seek him and that God does listen to us and that God does help us even when we feel far away, even when our 
strength is gone. And so David starts out the beginning of this psalm calling out to the Lord, asking the Lord for help, saying, God, you are my rock. You are a place where I can stand. You are a, you are a place that will not be shifted, a, a place that will not be moved. And that's what we need, right? We need a hope in someone that cannot be moved, that cannot be destroyed, that cannot be overcome. And so when we stand on the mountain of God, so to speak, when we put our faith in God and our trust in God, we are standing on an immovable mountain. We are high above the things that may, uh, may try to get us off track, that may try to get us down, that may try to get us to, to sin. When we stand on God, the solid rock, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When we stand on Christ the solid rock, we will be able to stand up against anything that we are up against. And then David goes on to say that, you know, look, God, I want you to be with me. I want you to be with your king. I want to praise you. I want to be with you forever. I want to be yours. And he says in verse 7, May he sit enthroned before God forever, appoint faithful love and truth to guard him. Now, the he and the him that's talked about there is David himself. He wants to sit enthroned before God forever. And what does he say? He says, appoint faithful love and truth to guard me, dear Lord. Well, when we have faithful love in our life, when we stand on the truth of God's word, when we hear the truth of God's word, when we have the love of God and we give the love of God to others and we know what love is, man, love and truth will guide us in all the ways we, needed, we need to go. Uh, if, if we have hatred and deceit in our heart, that's going to lead us in places and directions we don't need to go. But when we are guarded by love and truth, chances are things in our life are going to be okay. And even when things are tough, as they were with David, when we cry out to the Lord, we find hope in that and say, okay, God, I need your help. I need you to guide me. God, guide me with your love. God, guide me with your truth. And that's going to get me through whatever I'm going through. And then he says in verse 8, then I will continually sing of your name fulfilling my vows day by day. So David starts out here with a cry for help, but he ends saying, look, God, I will praise you. I will continually sing of your name. There are days in, in, in our life that we need to cry out to the Lord, but there are days that we need to pray to the Lord. We could argue that those are every day, both of those things we need to cry out to the Lord, or we need to rejoice in the Lord. But if you're going through something today, if you're struggling, then you need to seek the Lord in the same way that David did. If you say, I don't know how to pray, read the Lord's Prayer, read these Psalms, and see how God poured out His heart, and pour out your heart the same way. Just be honest with God. Just speak in the language that you speak in. Maybe it helps to write your prayers. We read these things that David wrote, praise the Lord. Maybe we need to write our prayers, not that they one day will be included into the Bible as inspired uh, words of God, but, but maybe if we just open up our heart, maybe it's easier for us to say what we feel, or maybe it's easier for us to write what we feel. Maybe we just need to write what's on our heart, as David did. He opened himself up before God and said, God, I need you. But God, I'm calling out to you, knowing that you're going to hear me knowing that you're going to be with me. And God, I'm going to praise you for it. And you and I need to do the same thing. Let's pray. 
Father God, we come to you and we thank you for your good word. And I pray, God, that we would uh, learn from David's example, that we would call out to you, that we would cry out to you, dear Lord, with all of our heart, mind, our soul, and our strength, God. And I pray that you just would help us to seek Jesus Christ, your Son, our only Lord and Savior, for the forgiveness of our sins, dear Lord. I pray, God, that we would find strength through him because Jesus Christ is our rock. And dear Lord, David knew that you were his rock. And God, help us to know that you are our rock and that we can stand upon that rock through Jesus Christ. And God, if, no, if someone listening to this or watching this tonight has not done so, God, I pray that they would cry out to you, that you would hear their cry, that you would forgive their sins, and that they would find hope in you, and that they too would stand on Christ the solid rock. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.